The two most powerful warriors are patience and time. Leo Tolstoy. Welcome to Retirement Mentorship, your mentor to and through retirement. I'm your host, Freeman Lindy, Certified Financial Planner. We don't invest for the sake of investing. We invest for a purpose, to build money towards a certain goal. And that goal must have a time frame associated with it. That time frame in investing is called your time horizon. Today, we're going to be looking at time horizon. We're going to be looking at the incorrect way many people think about it and the correct way that you should think about it. It's coming up on the Retirement Mentorship Podcast. First, the two men tune in. The primary points of the podcast in about two minutes. If you've ever opened an investment account or worked with an advisor to open one or fund one or anything along those lines, you will have needed to select your time horizon. At what point do you think you're going to use the money? There are flaws in this traditional method of using time horizon, though, which we will cover today. Then we'll look at the three facets of true time horizon. The pre-time horizon, when you will need to be making adjustments to be ready for your in-time horizon. The in-time horizon, when you start drawing from your investments. And the end-time horizon, when you will no longer need your investments. Distinguishing between these three facets or phases of time horizon will be critical to your overall success with investing, especially if you are investing in equities, as you almost certainly should be. Not understanding these phases of the time horizon will cause you to make grave, grave errors when it comes to your overall investing plan. So we'll be looking at each of these a little bit more in depth on today's episode of the Retirement Mentorship Podcast. Time Horizon. I have a riddle for you. This thing all things devours. Beasts, birds, trees, flowers. Gnaws iron, bites steel, grinds hard stones to meal. Slays king, ruins town, and beats high mountain down. The answer, time. This riddle, of course, from J.R.R. Tolkien's famous book, The Hobbit, has always fascinated me. Time truly is a powerful element, and no less so in investing. We need time. Time can often be our friend when it comes to investing, but if we do it wrong, it can become our enemy. That is to say, with time on your side, when you have time to work and time to let your investments run, time is your best friend. If you have not done the proper planning and have not done the proper work in investing, then time can be your enemy. You may live too long and not be properly prepared for that time. We looked at last week timing the market, or more specifically, time in the market. Investing into and staying invested in equity markets over long periods of time is the key to long-term financial success. Anyone can do it with the right methods and the right planning and the right behaviors and actions and attitudes. Time is surely an element of this. Investing in equities is not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's not a way to turn small dollars into big dollars overnight. It is methodical. Two of the seven pillars of victory, which we looked at in episode seven, are patience and discipline. You need to have the patience and discipline to invest into equities and to stay invested in equities over decades, not days. 
Time can be your friend. With all investing, though, investing is for a specific purpose, and there is a time associated with that purpose. The most common one, of course, is retirement. You are investing and saving for your retirement. A certain time, a certain day when you will turn in your two weeks notice and give leave to your career and will no longer earn income by working. That is a critical time in your life and something that needs to be planned for. This time when your goals are realized or start in your investing journey is called the time horizon. Whenever you are investing, you are investing for a particular time horizon. And if you set up accounts, it will ask you what your time horizon is. Specifically, it will ask you, when do you need this money? We talked about a little bit when we looked at risk tolerance questionnaires and how they are stupid. One of the questions that has a lot of weight in traditional risk tolerance questionnaires is the question, when will you begin to start taking money from this account? It's a very weighty question and puts a lot of emphasis on the score you get. If you, for instance, say you're going to start taking money for it from it in one to three years, it will force you into a very conservative, i.e. a portfolio that is full of cash and bonds, versus if you say that you don't need any money from it for 15 years or longer. These are your time horizons. And this is the flaw in traditional time horizon questions. People ask it as if it is a single point in time, a single axis on which everything turns. What is your time horizon? When will you start taking money from this portfolio? If you're saying, well, I plan to retire in 2025, that then is your time horizon. And your portfolio will be significantly based on that exact date. We need to change it now and change it again at that point to reflect that one date. It becomes a single access point, and you have before that time horizon and after that time horizon. But this is flawed. Using a single date as a time horizon will often generate a portfolio that is not optimized for where you are right now. For example, you may say that you need money from this account in 10 to 15 years. Well, which is it? There's a big difference between needing money in 10 years and needing it in 15 years. And that may lump you into a portfolio that you don't really need. It may have an enormous amount of cash and bonds in that portfolio, even though you still have 15 years for your equities to grow. Most of this goes back to letting risk tolerance questionnaires dictate your investment portfolio, which we already covered earlier in the podcast. If you didn't hear those episodes, go back and listen to episodes 21 and 22. It is stupid to let a risk tolerance questionnaire generate your investment portfolio and your investment plan for you. You need to understand investing and what you're going for more than a simple 5-10 minute questionnaire. The time horizon piece is important, but it's too limited in these form factors in risk tolerance questionnaires. It cannot just be one question, hey, when do you plan to start taking money out of this? It needs to have more phases than that. So let's talk about the phases of a true time horizon and what you need to be ready for in your investing plan. There are three phases to a proper time horizon as it relates to your investing plan. There's the pre-time horizon, the in-time horizon, and the end-time horizon. So your pre-time horizon is a point in time 
when you need to start making adjustments for your end time horizon. Your end time horizon is the point where you will start withdrawing from your investments. And this is the critical one. This is the one that many people are referring to when they just talk about your time horizon. So we'll talk about this one first, even though it's not the first in the sequence. This is an important piece. Life does change when you switch from accumulation to decumulation, from putting money into your investment accounts to withdrawing money from your investment accounts. It is a key distinction. And that's the point, especially when it comes to retirement, is you need to be ready for this axis, for this point in time. Before you retire, there are many levers you can pull if you want to change your overall financial plan. One of the biggest ones, of course, is that you can always work longer. That way you can keep earning, your money will keep growing, your social security or any pensions you have will keep accumulating value and will pay out larger and larger amounts the longer you wait. And there are many benefits in terms of financial benefits to retiring later. Of course, you're sacrificing a lot of life and time that you may want to spend doing other things besides working. And that's, of course, a whole point of retirement planning to figure out when you can do that. But after you've pulled that lever, after you've retired and you can no longer just go back to work or work a little bit longer, everything changes. You need to have a portfolio and a plan that is ready for that point. And you cannot have the same portfolio that you had when you were 30, when you are now 60 or 65, and you've already pulled that lever to retire. The end time horizon is an important piece. When will you start withdrawing money from this investment account? And of course, it can't just be about a single account, but rather your whole portfolio. But of course, it does come down to the actual accounts that you have. So when will you start withdrawing money from that? And that matters because you need to be ready for that point, right? You cannot be invested 100% in equities across all of your portfolio at the time you reach your end time horizon. What happens if you have a 2008 or a 2020 COVID crash type incident right after you retire? We don't want to be pulling money from an account that's down. That's the only way, again, to turn a temporary decline into a permanent loss is to pull money out when it's down. So when our end time horizon starts, we need to have a separated account, right? Other money that we can draw from so that we do not sell our equities when they're down. And so that's an important point. And in your investing plan, you should differentiate between the before in time and the after in time horizon. What is your account going to be like beforehand? And where does it need to be by the time you reach that in time horizon when you start pulling money from your account? So let's go backwards now and look at the pre-time horizon. Because here's the thing, you don't typically go from one type of account and then the moment you retire, then you switch all your account over into another type of portfolio, right? There's gotta be some kind of phase in point into that. So that's where the pre-time horizon starts. Let's say that you are, you know, really wanting to take advantage of equities and you are 100% equities, you know, 10 to 15 years out from retirement. Okay, that's great. It's more than a lot of people have, and but I applaud it. I think if you have a good plan for that and what you're planning to do, uh, that can work, obviously. But we need to have a plan for when we will start accumulating fixed income, when we will start shifting some of those equities into fixed income so that we can be prepared for the time when we retire. And so that's when the pre-time horizon starts. And you need to have some kind of plan whenever it is, hey, at 10 years out from retirement, at five years out from retirement, whenever it is, have it in your plan, in your financial plan, in your investment planning section, hey, when does this portfolio start to change? 
right? We're not going to wait all the way up. We're not going to carry 100% equities. And then the day you retire, then you're going to switch it over to 10 or 20 or 30 or 40% bonds and cash. There needs to be some kind of drawdown period in order to be effective and to capture the correct market cycles. And so we need to have that part in our plan as well. The pre-time horizon, the point in time when our portfolio begins to shift from our accumulation portfolio into our distribution portfolio down the road. And that should all be part of your investing plan. I'm not going to tell you exactly when that time should be. I think that should be a part of your plan. Obviously, I have what we teach our clients. And it's definitely a lot closer to retirement than probably a lot of traditional models would be uh, in order to capture more of those equity gains. And there's just some flexibility there. And so if you have good flexibility in your plan and you're not plugged into a bunch of products that you can't get out of or these types of strategies, you have a lot more flexibility and we can be more agile with it. But that needs to be part of your plan. So you, you hit your, when is your pre-time horizon? When are you going to start adjusting your accounts and your allocation? And then your in-time horizon. When does, when, at what point? So that's like a, a phase there, right? From the pre-time point to the in-time point, what changes are being made so that when you hit that in-time horizon, your portfolio is ready to go. But here's the main piece that's different, I think, than traditional investment strategy or, you know, the, the kind of, um, automated systems such as uh, target date funds or some of these glide path type strategies where people think that the end time horizon, their traditional time horizon is like the end goal, right? Like retirement, the day you retire, that's when we're done. We finish the race. And, and that's just not true, right? We're, we're halfway through a marathon at that point. When you retire, you still have two or three, even four decades of life left. The end time horizon is not the end. It's it's the end time. It's in the middle. And and that's where, I, again, I think we've talked about this before, but so many people get it wrong is they get way too conservative and they think, hey, I've got there. I've gotten to retirement. Now it's time to protect everything I've grown. Let's go heavy into cash. Let's go heavy into bonds. Let's get out of our quote unquote risky stocks. And they, they go too far, too quote unquote conservative to quote unquote safe big quotes on that because then it's not safe to have money that's not keeping up with inflation. It's not safe to be making a couple percent here when inflation as we've been seeing is hitting five, six percent annually. If you can no longer afford everything that you need to buy and want to buy in life, your money was not safe. You lost. And that's where there's a key distinction, I think, between good long-term retirement planning and investment planning and some of the cover-your-butt automated planning that that you get with a lot of uh, other types of plans. You need to prepare for long, decades-long retirement. And how is your money going to be allocated, not just from the point when you start withdrawing from it, but for 10, 20, and 30 years beyond that? How are you going to keep withdrawing from this account, right? How are we going to have these other dimensions, the direction, being able to go up and keep up with the rising cost of living and the deviation to be able to to adjust those withdrawals as we need? And so pre-time horizon, Things start to shift by the time we reach our in-time horizon, usually our retirement date, if we're talking about retirement investing, that's when everything needs to be shifted to a point where we can weather the punches, weather the storms that come, the downturns, the bear markets, the recessions, but also have enough inequities to really grow and keep up with the rising cost of living. And then we hit finally our end-time horizon. 
And this again, it was what I think a lot of people, they kind of group these two together, your end time and your end time. Like this is the only time it changes at retirement. But really it's this phase between your end time horizon and your end time horizon. And your end time horizon is when you no longer need the money, right? That'd be maybe be at your death. And so we need to be planning and our, our investments need to be properly allocated so that that time between our end time horizon and our end time horizon is properly taken care of. And that, again, that end time horizon might be your death. It might be the death of your grandchildren as we start shifting from just trying to have money that survives our life to starting to create multi-generational wealth. And all of these should be a part of your written investing and or retirement plan. It's knowing when these points in time are. What is your time horizon? Not as a single point, but as three points. When do you begin to change your investments as you get close to retirement or whatever whatever goal you're investing for, right? It might be college for your children or grandchildren. You know, again, the traditional time horizon model would say, hey, at what point do you need to start taking this so you invest in a certain way? And then, hey, as soon as they start school, then we switch it over to this other way. But you're not taking all the money in the first year usually, right? You're, you're paying for college over four years. Or if you have multiple children, you know, it might be over eight, six, eight, 10, 12. You may be able to withdraw money from this over years and years, not just all at once. And again, you maybe wouldn't have it invested in a certain way all the way up to the very point they go to college and that first tuition bill becomes due. You may have it in a certain way when they're young and then when they hit a certain age or get to a certain years before you need the money, that pre-time horizon, then you switch the allocation to something else. And then when they start college and you start taking money out for tuition, that would be your end-time horizon. And the end-time horizon would be when the last child is done with school and there are no more distributions to make payments for college. So whatever the goal is, right? Retirement's the big one. These are the three pieces of your time horizon that you need. Your pre-time horizon, your in-time horizon, and your end-time horizon. All of these should be written in your investment plan. If you don't know how to do this or want some help with this, obviously seek help, but understand these three things and how they relate to your investing in your plan because if you don't, you may be making critical mistakes, right? If you don't hit the pre-time horizon and don't make the necessary adjustments you need, you may be caught flat-footed by the time that you retire. And if you get bad luck or bad timing, bad things may happen in the stock markets and equity markets. And if you didn't go through a proper pre-time horizon stage, you're going to be out of luck. Moreover, if you think that the in-time horizon is the same as the end-time horizon and you go way too conservative, way too fast you may not be able to keep up with inflation and you may run out of money in retirement. And so it's important to understand all three of these, how they relate to your overall investing plan and to have a plan to incorporate these into it. We'll see you on Friday with a few action items on what to actually do with this information. Again, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us at questions at retirementship.com or you can call us at 1-855-6-MENTOR. That's one 1- 855-663-6867. Be happy to chat with you about any questions you have of this or anything else. If you've been enjoying the podcast and you find this helpful and you would like to help support it for the cost of a latte a week or a latte a month, you can support the show of your own free will. Obviously, you can keep listening to it for free and gaining different information, hopefully valuable information to help you and your finances. But if you think that this information is worth a latte a week or a latte a month, you can support the show. Go to retire membership 
retiremembership.com, retiremembership.com, and there you can sign up to either basically contribute $4 a week or $4 a month to keep the show ad-free and help keep us going. In the meantime, we'll see you on Friday with some action episodes. Have a great week. This podcast is educational only and is not intended to be investment, legal, or tax advice or recommendations, whether direct or incidental. Again, this is not investment advice. Consult your financial, tax, and legal professionals for specific advice related to your specific situation. Never take investment advice from someone who doesn't know you and your specific situation. All opinions expressed in this podcast are the opinions of the speakers expressing them. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Retirement mentorship is not affiliated with or controlled by any registered investment advisor, broker-dealer, or other financial services company.